child. Yes. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. As always, well, most of the time. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Dan, you go first. Uh, I'm trying to buy a, a, a game-worn uh, Saquon Barkley jersey because there's not very many of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. he hasn't played in many games. Nice. nice. That's true. Oh, so that, that, that doesn't actually explain how you're doing, just what you're trying to do. It's just trying to inflict more pain on myself. Oh, masochism. I understand. Yeah. I think that's the theme of this week's episode. That's what you have to be if you want to be a Giants fan these days. What? Well, you know, it, it's funny you say that because I felt pretty down in the dumps Thursday night, and I've I've let it wash over me over the weekend, and I'm better now than I w- would have been if we did, if we had to record the episode the day after, it would have been total doom. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's it's fully doom. Hmm. Rest in peace, I- MF Doom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for the rest of the pod, we'll be talking about MF Doom and his uh, discography and, and, and various collaborations. I would love to do a uh, pod on like What's your favorite Doom album then? Uh, mm Food. Yeah, Mm Food mm is food. great. Yeah. I love. I, well, that's like the Doomsday? remix album, isn't it? No, that's a full. That, there's a I remix album of Mm Food or something like that, which yeah, I really there's like. A, there's yeah, there's remix albums of a bunch of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to uh, Andy for showing me that. Always good. Yeah. The music. Um, before we get into it, um, speaking of jerseys, the Pigskin Podcast Network is doing a jersey giveaway. Uh, same thing we promoted the last time. They're doing it again. Um, all you have to do to win is to follow at PigskinPodNet on Twitter. Retweet the post about uh, the jersey uh, giveaway and tag two of your friends. And then they will pick a winner and you can pick any jersey you want. It doesn't have to be, you know, something that they decided on. So... Please go ahead and follow them, and also follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So uh, let's just jump into the Thursday night game. Giants lost thirty to twenty-nine. It brings the Giants to eighteen and forty-eight since twenty seventeen, which is the worst record in the NFL. However, is that good? Is that good? No, it isn't. However, <laughs> it is good if you are a Graham Gano fan, because oh. <laughs> Giants MVP Graham Gano. Made five of five field goals for 35 consecutive with a franchise record. So, if you're a fan of field goals, the Giants are your team. Me, I'm more of a fan of touchdowns. I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's a funny stat because I think that's like many, many years going. I, I've, if I'm, I'm well, not to talk about fantasy, but I have to. If I'm ever going to have a Giant on any of my teams, it usually ends up being the kicker because it makes sense. Yeah, because they're always settling for field goals. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Although I wish I had Sterling Shepard this year because he's killing it. Anyway. Yeah. Relatively. Not enough. Um, I guess yeah. the biggest storyline from this game, um, we should just talk about Nick Gates going down, and then we can maybe talk about offensive line a little bit. Uh, obviously, this is pretty huge for them. He had a broken leg. He had successful surgery. That's great. But really where I'm at with this is the Giants are really thin on the interior line. I think the only person they have behind Billy Price who – has been playing like basically crap and then uh brendison is matt skura so if somebody in the interior line goes down they have one guy to play all three positions you, you know what the worst part about all of that is and i, I just saw this and like I, I we're so clouded with everything that it's like when you see certain stats you're like well i don't believe that at all he was tied for first and pass block win rate before he went down 
in the entire league. Yeah, he was playing well. I, I was looking forward to him, you know, improving upon what looked to be a good first week and then, you know, a decent last season. So that's a real big bummer for this team, especially on the yeah. offensive line. Maybe Nate Solder can play center. <laughs> he can't. He can't play right tackle, so. <laughs> Weren't they going to move him to guard? Didn't they talk about that? What? I believe we did mention what? that uh, yeah. in one of the – Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was taking reps at camp. I don't know what that was about, <laughs> but I don't think that would be a good move for them. But who yeah. knows? You know, maybe if they get a couple more injuries, that's what we'll have to do. Ugh. Well, they're feeling good about the guys they got, man. You know, just like they said. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Giants have to sign somebody, right? Uh, they, yeah. they just uh, they, they brought just somebody up, uh, undrafted free agent. I literally just saw him before we jumped on. I can't remember. I, I just saw it and looked at his name and was like, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what does this mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they don't have any interior linemen on the practice squad. So I, I my thought was, why don't they call up Chad Slater, Haladipio, and see if they want to come back for pennies and uh, – <laughs> It's bodies, man. They need somebody. I mean, Lemieux is now on IR, so he won't be back for four more games, I think. You think we could pull Rich Soybert away from his family to, to strap him on one more time or what? <laughs> get, get Chris Snee down here. Yeah. No, Chris Snee's like 150 pounds now. Yeah. You yeah. seen him? I was just going to say the same thing. I think Sean O'Hara has also like, you know, lost about 50, 100 pounds. It's bizarre. Hey, man, it's hard to keep that all that weight on. You really have to eat a lot all the time which sounds probably more fun than it actually is <laughs> well they could they could put danny shelton on the offensive line he's he pretty much sucks on defense so i wouldn't be losing anything that's a big body just get just get in the way just, just put yeah put him and dexter lawrence right in the middle just just have people run around them yeah well, that I, might be more effective i mean overall though like i didn't think they were i don't want to say they were like great or anything but in comparison to what we thought this offensive line was going to be like before the season. It's not terrible. Andrew Thomas, you know, is sort of starting to look like an NFL starter. I don't know if he'll ever make a pro bowl, but like, you know, that's, that's great. That sort of starting to look like a starter. Hey man, it's positive. It's positive. I don't know. Like obviously no, I, yeah. the whole team needs help, but at least, you know, a unit of concern is, and you know, especially a guy you pick so high up in the draft, at least he's playing better. So that brings me a little bit of joy in what is otherwise a season thus far, and not just this season, but many seasons of just pain and suffering. The the problem is is that there has been improvement over the last two weeks, and you don't you don't see it because everything is awful. So it's like when you would notice those things in the past, you're not going to now unless you actually look up the stats or, or these little PFF like blurbs that come out there that you're like. How do they even know this? How do they calculate this? But somehow, uh, up and through this week, uh, the O-line is ranked third in pass block win rate overall, which is insanity if you think about it. I, I don't understand how that's possible, but I guess it's like, you know, who we're playing and, and just circumstances and stuff like that. I mean, there's there's reason to feel like they could progress, but not to the point of thinking like the, the season's going to turn around by any means. So it's like weird. Uh, you, you have to find that fine yeah. line of being like, uh, is the hope creeping back in or is it not? And Are we talking about sometimes. hope in this episode? Hey, the, <laughs> the reason – and here, thank you for bringing that up. You laugh, Dan. The reason that I have hope 
is hope for entertainment. And guess what I was on Thursday? Entertained for the first time in a long time. So that is one step in the right direction, and I'll take that, even if they lose horribly at the at the death there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, w- I feel like we're also, like, pretty well conditioned for losses like that at this point. Yes. I, I, there was, I don't think there was at any point during that game where I thought we were going to win. I, I, I knew something was hap- going to happen or when we were gifted, you know, those awesome opportunities that we would, you know, do the Murphy's Law thing and do the exact wrong thing, like make have that interception and go three and out as fast as humanly possible to give them the ball back. Um, yeah, not surprised, but, uh, you know, maybe that's why we're able to feel optimistic after such a <laughs> gut-wrenching loss. Um, I was just looking at, at some of the PFF scores, though, and... Um, They're not, interesting. There's some interesting I mean, ones. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Billy Price is 33 out of 33 for centers. Um, yeah, he's uh, not good. Is, he is not yeah. a good player. Maybe Will he Hernandez. needs more time. I don't know, to learn the offense. But, yeah, it's it's really bad. Not good Not good yet, you know. You never know. Uh, there you go. Nate Solder, 59 out of 74. Andrew Thomas, 60th out of 74. Will Hernandez, 51 out of 68. Um, you know, I just like one or two guys like in the top 32 um <laughs> but uh i don't know well i I, I, mean, I, ha- I have one for you who's After that two games the only quarterback in the nfl with a higher pff passing grade than jones is tom brady and by the way like is he on is he on this drugs throw or something how is he still so good i, I don't get it he's phys- he has yes he's still he's physically great yeah well he he Probably, I mean, he definitely drinks like like children's blood smoothies or something. I have to imagine. <laughs> he's a, he's doing adrenochroming. Yeah, yeah, but what is that? <laughs> Just Google it after the pod because I'm not getting <laughs> into it. <laughs> I know I know nothing about that thing. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, that collection of syllables it's, is, is uh, very it's, scary. It has to. It do sounds with, like a Reddit thing. It's uh, it's a it's a, a very widely accepted conspiracy theory amongst a lot of people in this country. Um, oh, anyway, uh, is that like Pizzagate stuff? Same vein, Dan. Same vein. Okay, same cool. vein. Literally, awesome. Tom Brady definitely. That's the last pizza Tom Brady's ever eaten. <laughs> God. Um, I mean, what what else can we talk about? You want to talk about Jones? I think I think the, the other big, big I think the other big big topic is is Kenny G versus Jason G on the sidelines. Sure. Uh, the confusion. What was he yelling at at, at Daniel Jones? No, Daniel Jones is caught in the crossfire like a like a child and two two parents arguing. No, um, that was that was straight Jason yelling. That was straight at at Jason Garrett and well deserved yeah. and you know wonderful. Yeah, I mean I think that 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 you know sort of goes to the topic of of people thinking or you know might you know can arguably say that Garrett called a a good game. I think relatively speaking, compared to the other games he's called, this was a good game. But I also have the impression that, you know, he sort of ran out of steam. The first, the first possession, the, you know, the first quarter was went really well. And then he sort of ran out of ideas and, and sort of fell back into, you know, old ways, I think. Um, we have the bar set really low for him. So if, if he, you know, runs a few play actions and, and, throw, and gets a, some, some vertical routes in there, we think he's, he's some sort of genius all of a sudden. But... You know, I think he, he probably faced some serious pressure from inside the building to maybe uh, take some outside input or, and 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 uh, try something new. And then well, when push came to shove, it was it was back to run, 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 
Well, pass. and did you notice any time anything good happened, it was it was run pass option. It was all on on Jones RPO. to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it, it changed the whole complexion of the game, and I think that's also why the offensive line looked better because, you know, they couldn't just send guys blasting upfield because there's a threat of Daniel Jones taking off and running. I love um, I love it. I really do love it. I mean, that that's the whole reason you want a mobile quarterback is for that threat because it 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 really does a huge amount to shut down the defense and what they're able to do as far as like creating turnovers and 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 stopping the run and and sacking the quarterback uh some uh commentator prognosticator whatever you want to call him i forget who it was and i'm really bummed that i did but someone nicknamed uh jones uh vanilla vic oh god i I laughed i I laughed i laughed pretty hard yeah it's awful but i was just like oh that's that's chuckle worthy can you say things like that on tv anymore like i I, it was on twitter oh twitter okay 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 i mean like for me, I, I guess I agree with you, Dan, and that this was a better game plan, and, and I love that they let Jones, you know, run the, with the football. Whether or not, you know, you want your quarterback to be your leading rusher, I think he's probably been the leading rusher for the Giants more often than not when he's been the starter. That's fine. They need to get yards, and honestly, they did pretty well, but what I'm always going to go back to is what you just said about the end of the game, where they get that Bradbury pick, and... Jones is having a, a great game. He's maybe having the best game of his career. He did. And then yeah. you run, run, pass. Put the ball in his hands and let him make a play. Take a risk. Try and win the game. You can't be conservative all the time. You have to let your playmakers make plays. So let him make a play with his feet or with his arm. I realized on third down, you know, Shepard maybe could have caught that pass. That being said, he Jones should have had two other opportunities to convert that, that first down. Yeah, I mean, you you look at that Ravens game last night, just like I was saying before. What what, did, what was the whole thing today about how how uh, why why my Harbaugh was like, oh, do you want to go for it, Lamar? He's screaming, yeah, I want to go for it, Coach. Let's go, and then they did it. Wow, that's amazing. Could you imagine that? that that's a sick. conversation that was had by a player and a coach in this league. <laughs> yeah, I get why Galladay is frustrated with Garrett. I mean, I don't really think anything of it because this happens all the time. And by the way, Galladay did have a press conference where he said he was yelling at Garrett and he was emotional yeah. at the time, blah blah. But you know what? Galladay, I think, was targeted eight times and he had three catches and two of those two of those targets were dropped. So you need to make the most of your opportunities too that are given to you. You can't just expect, you know these things to come to you you got to catch the ball you're a wide receiver you're paid 17 million dollars yeah. a year i mean he, he made he had some tough plays to make on the ball too there there wasn't a lot of that's you know what missed he's supposed to do that's what i know all he does no, but, he's a contested catch receiver he doesn't get separation you have to throw the ball up and let him make a play yeah that's what he was i think that's what he was arguing about is just like put it in my direction like like you know uh well you got to catch the ball too you know well they didn't throw it to him they threw it to him. He just didn't make. He had two drops in one game. That's all. That's, that's a lot. And you know, and you know, what we rag on Daniel Jones about all the time interceptions. He hasn't thrown one this year. Yeah. So he's trying to not throw them and not throw contested balls if he doesn't have to, and that's why he's not doing that. I mean, yeah, you're right. I think we mentioned that last week is that he's you know scared, but to to get to make turnovers because that's what people deride him for. But mm-hmm. he's gonna have to you know use Galladay in a, in a better way and try and you know. Make some, maybe, I don't want to say make dangerous throws, but, you know, try and riskier. make riskier throws. You know, some of the, they, like you said, they really need to throw the ball further downfield too, which is, you know, we saw a little bit more of it. We have all know that Jones is, is a good downfield passer. Let it rip, man. I mean, 
look at his numbers. He was 22 for 32, 249 and a touchdown, 95 yards on the ground with a touchdown. If you add in that Slayton drop and that BS holding call on CJ Board, which is absolutely not holding, I mean, oh my God. those are elite yeah. Those are elite quarterback numbers. If you add those in. I don't know what it would be exactly, but he would at least have two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, like 125 yards on the ground. He probably would have at least been approaching 300 yards passing. That's a great game. That, you know, the only thing I have to say about Jones is that he is very consistently good against the Washington football team. And <laughs> everyone right now is anointing Jones as, like, the, the guy. This game has convinced them. But for me, it's like I need to see him do this again and again and again. It can't be one out of every five games he plays this way. Yeah, you know, has, and that's what it seems like right now. It has to have, be consistent, 100%. Yeah, I I wish so badly that we could. I don't know. You, you know what's going to end up happening? It's going to be it, it, he ends up going to another team, and he's in a perfect scenario, and you're actually going to see the barometer of of how good or how bad he actually is. Put him on a good team with a good line, and if he's terrible, okay, then the jury has been figured out. Uh, we're not going to see that with this organization, unfortunately. So it's going to be like this trying process of just like. They stick with him, and he sticks around, and he just figures it out, or he doesn't. And I don't know. I, I hate that. It like it hurts my brain to not have that definitive, uh, you know, knowledge either way. But I mean, we we don't deserve it. We had Eli for years, and we love him to death. But he was infuriating beyond belief. And I don't think we're gonna have another quarterback that's not gonna be infuriating as long <laughs> as we live. Probably. I think that's a destiny. Remains to but be seen. I, th- I think. Uh... I think we've got to remind ourselves that the offense, I guess, was the bright spot of this game. What, what about the defense, guys? What, what, what do you have to say about can, our vaunted you know, top 10 defense? Can, can we talk about Kadarius Toney really quickly? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah I, yes. I, I know. Oh, <laughs> all right. I know, I know what we want to do is this good, but I have to do one right now. Well, let's do it. Let's do, let's do our round right. of is this good. We're bringing our new segment back, is this good? Where we, burr, ask, burr, burr, burr. we ask a question, burr, 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 burr. And then, or we tell a factoid or a stat, ask the question, is this good? And then I'll sit here in silence. It's very fun for me. Here, here we go. <laughs> Kadarius Tony. Colin, Dan, and I all have more receiving yards than Kadarius Tony does in the NFL. Is this good? <laughs> that's, a, that's a high-tech stat there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, my favorite part, adding on to that, is, uh, you know, like I, you probably saw that he, he posted a bunch of IG stories of, of, of things that were, like, cryptic and, like, well, it's obviously about the team. And it was something, uh, don't need this. Shh. I'm not mad. S, just be lame to me for real. I must start doing what I want. And then when Judge was asked about it, Judge says, no, I talked to with him. He, he told me it has nothing to do with football. Oh, okay. Sure. Got you. Sure. Got you Joe. Um, how about like when some dude in his inner circle said it, it's like buying a Cadillac but not driving it? Did you see him out there? Because to me and some other analysts that I was listening to pods of were like, he didn't look like he knew what he was doing. He might not. Because, well, he didn't practice in training camp. He didn't play any preseason games because he got COVID. He had family problems, whatever else it was. If he's going to sit there after the second game when he has no experience and think the coaches are going to be confident in him and that he's going to get opportunities, I don't understand that. It's all on you to make those opportunities for yourself, and you have to prove yourself to the coaches to get them. 
So and you know what? That that's a great point. You want to cry on social media? You know, I get that these are young guys, but still, be, ha, you need a certain level of maturity to play in the NFL beyond your years. You know, when we were 21 years old, you know, no one's expecting. I don't want to blame all these expectations on our shoulders, but they are on, an, on young NFL players, and this is why people do the pre-draft process. That being said, Gettleman is Gettleman. So who knows what that pre-draft process is? Yeah, wow. The pre-draft process is how do I make a pick in the first round and that way I can elevate Graham Gano to legendary point scorer <laughs> of all time. Let's burn it on a, a gadget player that, that is not going to practice or play at all. Oh, let's not hate on, on Graham. We love him. No, Graham is Graham's my no, favorite. No, it's not Graham's fault that he's great. You know, it's his fault. It's, it's Gettleman's fault that he has to be great. Do you think he could play card? <laughs> don't think so um so let's i know i know we just went off on a tangent is that good is it good what that we went off on a tangent yeah yeah, yeah. I, it is actually did, did you guys know <laughs> that leonard williams is the only player with more than five sacks in any season of his career on on the giants <laughs> is this good hey where, where did he did he get did he make it to the stadium this past Thursday? I don't know if anybody on defense made it to the stadium. They're all, they're all, every single player that we all were like saying was great and were going to be awesome, they're all playing terribly. I mean, okay, I won't say terribly. Blake Martinez is still tackling as he does, but the whole defense just looks, you know, undisciplined. There's no pass rush. The secondary is porous. Lots of penalties, blown coverages, missed tackles. I mean, well, what gives there? What gives? Like, it, maybe, maybe it's Graham coaching. Doing? Yeah. Well, he he, you know, he went back to more of his zone coverages this game than the press man he wanted to play, and it still didn't work. I what I what I really think they need to do is, you know, Aziz needs to be out there because he is the only guy on this team with any sort of pass rush. Like, do you ever see Zimenez do anything? No. 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 I mean, no. okay, I'm looking at PFF. Aziz is rated 19 of 46 out of edge rushers last week nice lorenzo 34th why is and and he only played 65 percent of the snaps let him loose let him loose mm-hmm. yeah you know i thought Dory jackson had a nice game too i think he got beat once but he he also made some big plays if I and recall. um what's his name too uh darnay holmes he, he sprinkles in some things here and there that uh that i like from a, a slot i like his spirit guy. yeah he's very amped that guy yeah, he works hard. Um, Con, didn't you have some? Uh, is this goods? Yeah. Uh, l- let's see. Um, well, you said some of them already, which is always good. Uh, is this good? Oh yeah, this is nice. It's going back to offense, but you know that it's easy. It's low hanging fruit, so I get it. Uh, speaking of of Galladay, dead last in the NFL in separation, which goes into your contested catch. I understand that. That's fine. Kyle Rudolph tied for fourth worst. Slayton Shepard. Shepard is a surprise, but they're also in the bottom third. Um, Jones has – well, I'll, I'll leave that one for, for later. I just want to say this last one, and you can say what you want to say. Giants receivers lead the NFL in drops. And? Well, that's it. Is that good? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? I was uh, listening to Bobby Skinner's podcast, and he was like, Kyle Rudolph is the worst signing the Giants have ever made. He's like, he's, he's so bad. I was Except like, for that crack block. Yeah, I was like, you know, I guess he's he is a bit, he is over the hill. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a typical what is, signing. What is, how is signing Kyle Rudolph going to put you over the you know put you over the hill get 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 you what you need? That's like let's saw Kyle Rudolph and not a veteran offensive lineman that that is going to be you know you know a league average or better. Let's just let's just roll the dice with this crew. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't. I don't know. I, I have nothing left to say. Um, That's it. Should we just pack it, it just, up? It, no, it just seems like it, it, this is what I say all the time. Like in, in a league where everything seems to be going in one direction, we're going in the opposite direction in almost every facet of the game. The league is getting faster and faster, and we have keep getting <laughs> slower and slower. You know, we're getting possession receivers signing like three tight ends, um, focusing on. <laughs> You know, acquiring seven running backs, like I don't know, I don't know. I, 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 at fear for like just repeating myself, I'm just not going to say anything. I don't even have it as is this good for right now because none of it's good. That's why I wanted to lean into the positive and the fact that it was actually entertaining. If they can continue on that that wavelength of just, you know, call a game that was actually fun to watch, even in a loss. I will sure. enjoy watching it. Period. I mean, if Jones. That's because we scored more than 20 <laughs> points for the first time in like two years. If Jones. Oh, looks my, like my, he looks... my prediction wasn't far. Well, Who was it? I was totally wrong. Uh, no, you were closer because you actually said the Giants were going to score points. Yeah, it was uh, uh, 34 27, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Can I read it? Let me read this tweet I read uh, today by Pat Leonard, and it had something to do with, you know, the officiating. And it was, when I watch teams around the NFL, it sticks out that a lot of QBs turn the ball over. Coaches make questionable calls. Teams get screwed by the refs. But due to their talent, many teams' margins for error aren't as razor thin. It's never perfect. You need players. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I usually don't like what Pat Leonard has to say a majority of the time, but that's that's. I thought. On. I mean, I thought that was pretty spot on with yeah. – with, with, really what this this is about and you know what on defense i don't understand either really because you'd think the talent was there but i think the lack of pass rush is just really what was uh you know something everybody identified as a problem and then you go out and get aziz in the second round great i think they still should have signed somebody also they're gonna need to work on that and they're gonna need to work on getting him more plays like i said before also what's up with james bradbury uh so i Actually, I think this is a grand problem as well. They're having him start line up off the ball like 15 yards sometimes. And that guy is not meant to be playing that kind of cornerback. I know you got to sprinkle in zone here and there. And I know we, we talk like until we're big blue in the face about it. But I mean, <laughs> come on. The guy needs to be, I would have to think, play man. Even if, even if you do half the field, what's wrong with doing one half of the field zone and the other man? People do that all the time. I don't even think this team is doing it, really. It's either zone or man, and some guys are playing out of position for a style. And it's just like, I, I feel like Graham and a lot of uh, coordinators, they, they just overthink things to the point where they outsmart themselves. And they, they take their players that are uh, that excel in certain positions and then just think that they're good enough to be malleable into another kind of scenario. And that's not always the case. And you're seeing it now. It's coming to fruition. And it's weird because, like, the injury issue is not on the defensive side of the ball. So it's clearly a scheme problem at this point. So I, mean, I someone, hope he figures it out. Just someone, you know, as a fan watching the game, it, it's perplexing because I can't put my finger on exactly why these are going on and why Mr. Hankey and Teddy Bridgewater, you know, look like they're going to be both be MVPs after playing the Giants. 
I, I don't know well, what I it is. I think Teddy Bridgewater is one thing. I, I think maybe they just totally miscalculated uh, Heineke. Or he's, he was good. He was pretty good. He was. He looked really good. He's not. Again, a, he's not an accurate passer, though. He like you know. No. I, the, a lot of the announcers were saying that he he's he throws he's asking high. for an interception. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you if you kind of know that about a player, you you think that they would spend more time trying to take advantage of you know the inaccurate throws, but it doesn't seem like the game plan was there for that. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I would. I would love to. You know know what Patrick Graham thinks about why it's not working. That would be interesting. Maybe we'll have him on the pod next week. We can ask him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which, by the way, before we forget, we got to wish Ian a happy birthday. It is today, the day we are recording. Happy oh, birthday, Ian. Yeah, happy birthday, Ian. The the, yeah. the big BBU founder. We should, we'll have him on, too, yeah. at some point in the near future, yeah, I think. Probably, probably HBD soon. BBU CEO. That's it. One, four, three. That's yeah. it. Um, before we move on to the Falcons, I just want to ask you guys, Dexter Lawrence, offsides or not offsides? Um, ask OC. Yeah, <laughs> ask OC. That's exactly right. That's exactly it. Because, well, that actually sparks the discussion of uh, challenges and replays coming on uh, offensive uh, offsides penalties, which I think probably should happen in these kind of scenarios, personally. I mean, like if, if that was able to be reviewed he had a you know he had a point he just had a really good jump on it so i think anything in the last two minutes should be reviewable if it's going to affect the outcome of the game agreed the score final score i honest i actually don't i actually do think he was offsides i do think it was really close but uh i watched eight different videos and it (laughs) seemed as if there was plenty of evidence that he was offsides, and the NFL didn't. They watched it all too, and they decided that they were right. Whether or not they're saving face, I don't know. It was. It's a hard call to make. This well, is TJ's a grassy knoll shooter, just, just running, <laughs> running tape, different angles. Hey, well, man. this is all. We we also enter the screw New York zone at that point too. No. I, yes. I no. don't know. Everybody hates New York. Everybody, and loves Washington. No, just anything <laughs> playing New York. That happens in so many sports. You see it. I don't know. I think I, I maybe, but our team just sucks. Um, well, it we got a lot. Of, it shouldn't have yeah. come down to that play anyway. No, yeah. no. I mean, and f- for the record, I, I I am a proponent of no review at all anymore. It's gone too far. Let's just get rid of it entirely and live with the human error of referees. Either false. that, or go full, or go full robot and have chips in the ball. That lets you know when first down is instead of the chain gang coming out or, uh, you know, judging when the ball breaks the plane by, uh, I would you know, totally some guy up in the that. sky. That, that would well, be that, awesome. You know? Those scenarios make a lot of sense. Not for everything, though. You know, look, why do they still have Dude, an Does anyone know what baseball? a completed catch is or a football move is? No, like, no. like, these football determinations move. are what drive me insane. Like, was he tackled or not? Like, you know what that looks like. Let's not, like determine if like oh he had a little shimmy in his hip so that's a football move like it's it's so convoluted and stupid yeah, um, right. and let's also like add on uh determining whether what's taunting but let's 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 throw in another important rule like that that everyone wow. seems to want what, what, oh you, some, wait you mean the the, the john Mara rule yeah <laughs> some dumb calls speaking of all we want is fun out of our team we've got the king of no fun owning the whole Did thing you know that you know that clapping is is taunting apparently then oh, Jason boy. Garrett should get kicked out of the league. The clapper, man. <laughs> That's his whole freaking brand. 
Has he been clapping less because people have made fun He's got of nothing to clap about. <laughs> <laughs> He's a frustrated clapper. He, when he claps now, he claps for himself because he thinks he did a good job. <laughs> That's all right, J- Jason G. You got it. Great. I don't know. All right. I don't know. All right. Let's look forward instead of behind as we, as we love to do on yeah. this podcast. So next week we got the Falcons. Uh, Falcons are 0-2. They got trounced by the Eagles in the first game of the season. I think they only scored three points. Oof. They played the Bucks last week. They lost 48-25. But uh, that game was closer than, than it looked, I think. Matt Ryan turned the ball over a lot, I think is why the, what the problem was. He did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sure did. I mean, not, not Zach Wilson bad, but he had, what, uh, three, three interceptions. interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they are playing – probably the best team in the NFL and they the score was fairly close um uh, up until the fourth quarter where Tampa Bay scored 20, 20 to nothing uh in the fourth quarter um Tom Brady does that I, against the Falcons sometimes yeah don't give him praise yeah please I sort of like him more now that he's on the Bucks honestly I don't oh I, I there, there's not going to be one thing on the entire Colin, planet that's going to make me like that guy no Remember way. TJ's roots. Remember TJ's roots. Ah, uh, good point. I did not yeah. say I liked Remember Tom Brady. I said I liked him a little more. He's a young lad from New England at heart, isn't yes. he? Yes. He's, no, he's no Drew Bledsoe. That's true. He is no <laughs> Drew Bledsoe. My favorite uh, my favorite Cowboys quarterback. <laughs> look at that maggot go. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. So let's look at the, let's look at the Falcons. Um, I don't know if you want to look at their, their death chart or what they did this season. I, I, I don't put a ton of credence into a lot of what we've seen on tape in these, these first couple of games still. Like, I feel yeah. like the league is still in wild flux and like some teams look like world beaters in week one and in week two, they look like trash, like the saints. Um, but like, we can look at personnel a little bit. Like, like I'm not afraid of the Falcons running game. That's no. for sure. Uh, <laughs> Mike Davis, and uh and, and uh what's his name uh Cordell Patterson Cordell I, I, I don't know man I can't Cordero no, I can't read Cordero. I can't read um yeah I like that he came with the league as a wide receiver and yeah. couldn't catch the ball so now he's a running back I, I used to call him Corderell Corderell I, I thought that was a good one uh Cordero I think is is what everyone pronounces it anyway though that's the running attack um knowing the Giants Cordero Patterson's going to break off some massive run. Um, their their passing game should be pretty potent. I am particularly scared of uh, Pitts Same. at tight end because we can't cover tight ends, and he's essentially like, you know, Megatron, and he hasn't really broken out. He had a nice game against Tampa Bay, five five receptions for seventy three yards. But I have a feeling like this could be his coming out party in a big way um, against the Giants defense. Who's going to cover uh, then, him? Yeah. Who's going to cover him? I mean, Peppers is Peppers isn't playing well. I mean, McKinney, McKinney would have to. We'll um, see how that goes. I mean, you know, both he'll be bracketed. He'll have to be bracketed. Yeah, I mean, you got Calvin Ridley too, and then you you know you hope James Bradbury could take him out of the game, but that's not a guarantee at, at any any point anymore. No. So Ka- yeah, Calvin Ridley's really good. I don't I don't think you can erase him from the field. Um, I mean, Terry McLaurin had his way with James Bradbury. He crushed yeah. it. Yeah. I, I could see the same thing. If he doesn't step his game up, I could see the exact same thing happening in this game. Do you think he got a little big-headed after last season? No. I, I think they might be relying on him to do too much, maybe. Yeah. He did he do that something. last year, though. I mean, you know, they asked a lot from him, and he, he delivered. Maybe yeah. he needs some help. Maybe, you know, I think AJ often says, AJ, our friend who's been on the pod before, often says, you know, 
the conditioning in the offseason isn't the same after the new CBA, and the guys aren't maybe the first few weeks aren't always the best product for all the teams. So hopefully he gets it together. I think last week we kind of felt the defense was going to get it together and be better, and then they weren't. Give it another week. I mean, we'll see what happens, obviously. Matt Ryan is yeah. not great anymore. He's not good. He can't drive the ball down the field. I do think Pitts is the biggest problem. You're right. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to run. He's going to have to throw the ball a lot. So if the defense can step up, then it's going to be a good day for them. Yeah. I, I know nothing about the Falcons' defense. Nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, there, there's not a lot to to be worried about in the Falcons' defense. Okay, um, well, that's good. They sacked I don't Brady think... three times. I mean, yeah, he's a, he there are guys that back there. Yeah. Like Grady, Grady Jarrett, yeah, and the, you know, defensive tackle can have some big games. You know, with our offensive line, there's always concern about you know the, the pass rush up front, um, but no like big names that that you know people should be like too concerned about at least on its face. Uh, I'm sure some will Fowler's emerge. All right, he's he's had flashes. I know he doesn't live up to his draft pedigree. I think he was like third overall, and this is probably the fourth team he's been on. But he can rush the passer in situationally and have success. Someone you need to look at, especially if he's going to go against you know Nate Solder and just that's going to be not easy. By the way, did, yeah. in the Washington yeah. game, I hate to go back to it, but like, why weren't they like not bull rushing Nate Solder? It seems like they're trying to go outside on him all the time. Seemed weird to me. Mm. Anyway, maybe they know. just figured he's he's older and slower. They can just run past him. I figured they could have just knocked him down the whole time. I mean, they, I mean, they definitely did dude. run past him a few times. Yeah, um, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> he was he wasn't that awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, in any case, I, I think if we look at the Giants' schedule, maybe this is one of the more winnable games that we have coming up, right? Agreed. Uh, so if, if we're going to make anything of this season, it's going to be tough sledding after this Falcons game. It's Saints, Cowboys, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, Raiders, Bucks. It's a lot Eagles. of good teams. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see a potential win until maybe things go sideways for the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the Raiders aren't as good as they've looked. Um, but Saints, Cowboys, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs is pretty brutal. That takes oh, yeah. us to the beginning of November. Yeah, well, watch uh, Sam Darnold just absolutely take it to us, too. Hey, yeah. they won. They won last week. Yeah. The Saints yeah. did not look good. So, you know. You know, and that, that kind of uh, it kind of makes me feel good because every time that I, I see uh, Jameis put that, that W win in his mouth like he's eating it, I, I can't <laughs> I can't do it anymore. It's it, you know, uh, <laughs> What are you doing, man? You're a... That initially was the grossest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's disgusting. And now at this point, it's become really funny to me. I don't know why. It's, it's just, I hate it. It's sort of hilarious. No, because he's, he's, he's a, such a like a cornball. He's a buffoon. You know? He's an absolute clown. He's been a, and he's been a clown since he was on the scene in college. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. true. Um, anyway, is there anything you're looking forward to in, in, in this matchup? Uh, maybe stuff you guys are want to want to see. Focus on maybe uh, Kadarius Tony. You know, get a yard or something like that. I just uh, go uh, ahead, Colin. Go ahead. You go. You ahead. me? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, no, after you. Uh, no, thank you, sir. Uh, honestly, I just hope that the offense can continue to progress. I hope that the play calling, you know, remains relatively. I, I don't know what how to describe it. I hope it goes more in a progressive direction than backwards, back to what it was like week one. I hope you know. They're moving the pocket. They're letting Jones move. They're running the read, op- read option, and that they take some shots downfield. Please throw Galladay yeah. the ball in the end zone. You know, contested grab. 
let him let him have a shot. Would be nice. Throw them, throw them the ball all over the field. Yeah, just whatever. pepper them with the ball. You know, we don't have like soup other guys you have to feed right now. Like, yeah. I mean, I would love to I, see I, the running I, game like do better. I know you know Saquon is having a fun time playing beer pong in, at a Penn State oh, game. Thank you for bringing that uh, up because apparently he sucks at it too. The only <laughs> video I saw, he missed all the shots he took. So, yep. So, well, that's good. He sucks at it because you know he's not spending all his time playing beer pong. Good. That's oh, a good okay. point, right. Dan. It's a good right? point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine thinking, he was really he's good. He's got his head in the playbook most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I I just hope that Patrick Graham is using this a little extra extended time to, to figure it out and, like, just have and, – and since the Falcons aren't the most explosive on offense ever, it, it kind of gives them a little bit of a shot to get things right because of the tough sledding that's coming up. Get some confidence on both sides of the ball. Um, we haven't really talked about special teams outside of Gano very much. I guess that's no news is good news on that front. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really been punting that much. I, 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 that's a stat I'd like to know for some stupid reason. I think we've had like four punts this whole season so far. That's good. Punting yeah. is stupid. It's well, I mean, I love good punts, but like, I like going. We haven't it. been doing it. It's odd. So Riley, I'm fine with it. Riley Dixon had three punts in this game. And one sec. Got all, I got all this stuff right here. And then he had, yeah, six six total punts. Wow. Three in each game. That's great. It's not bad. That's great. Not bad at all. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to mention before we go? Or uh, What's your uh, prediction for the Oh, week? the scores, the scores, the scores. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I am going to air with, with Dan here that this is a winnable game for the Giants, and I think they're going to build off the momentum offensively. I think they're going to have a better defensive game plan than they did before. Uh, Giants uh, 27, Falcons 14. I like that, Dan. I like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, God, I I never want to be on the same page as you guys because I know if we're on the same page and it's positive, they're definitely going to lose. (laughs) Um, But let's just say if someone in in the building told Jason Garrett, like, hey, whatever you did, you know, the first half of that game, like, let's, like, keep thinking that way. I think then we can put up points. So uh, I'm going to say 24, Giants 24, you know, uh, Falcons 21. Uh, it's funny you say that because I was about to say that it'll be even closer. It'll be, like, 22 to 21, and we'll, it'll be a flip of last week's game. It'll come down to the last play, and we'll get it. And we'll have some hope going into next week, and then we'll be brought down <laughs> back to earth. <laughs> then we'll rip off six straight losses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah. I think, Colin, you made the best point of the whole episode is that I just hope it's a fun game to watch. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but like that, that was a little bit of a a shine in the right direction where I was just like, all right, I was crushed at the end, but like, Wow, there were some times where I'm like, that was actually a really sweet play. I enjoyed watching the football there. And we haven't been able to say that in a while. So keep it going. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, a, a fun game to watch would make me feel good. And a fun game to watch where we got a win would make me feel even better. So absolutely, we can only hope. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, please follow the Pigskin Podcast Network at the Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. Follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, happy birthday, Ian, again. For providing us yeah. all this lovely Giants content to uh, immerse ourselves in. Yeah, man. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Sleep tight. <laughs>